0: Is like I'm trying to make a samurai armor set out of matter day boxes.
1: <laughs> Yo, what is up, guys? We are here with a very, very special guest. Uh, Eric, you can take it away for the people that are here. So.
2: What's going on, guys? This is uh, another Serious Airsoft podcast. We got an awesome, awesome group of guys as our guests today. We got uh, a couple members from SYG. Um, we got, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves.
3: <laughs> yeah. What's up, guys? S Gang, S Gang El Sapo, <laughs> Big Don Juan right here, uh, Slaughter Gang shit. Uh, we got here with Sosa, Roy, OG member Roy of SYG, uh, now with BQB. Uh, Uh, So I'm basically, I have been the captain of uh, SYG Airsoft for years now. Now I'm more uh, taking on more of a coach role uh, with the new five, which includes Sosa, Demo, uh, Poseidon, uh, Marty, who am I forgetting? Uh, Rooster. Yeah, you know, uh, so they're kind of like the new guys, you know, us old guys kind of fall back, working on the CQB side of things, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Word, I've been low-key following... For a long time, of just your guys' like Sosa and Sapo, you guys just trolling on people in like tournaments and three gun <laughs> competitions and stuff like that with Sosa with your uh silver tri shot. Yeah, it's funny.
4: That was a while back. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, just been going back like I said, following, yeah, for a long time. So, what were you saying, Eric though?
2: Oh, no, I just I was I was kind of curious as to like how like when you were talking about like the new guys, like who the new roster is. Yeah, um, and it's cool to hear like new lineups and like who the like main crew is at the at whatever given time. Like that's pretty that's pretty so cool. For
3: all of you listeners who don't know our history, we've been around since 2011. Yeah. Um, that original team was made up of me, Roy, Roy's brother Ramon, Linden. <clears throat> later on, it was Maggot, Russian, uh, Chef. Uh, later, Nikki Rusta, That's the chronological order, and then that was kind of like the first. Like the first, of those number, the, the number one way, the 1.5, the new five is kind of like SYG 2.0, where uh, we've taken some of the older guys, like the guys that are, you know, most still valuable to be on the field playing. You know, we, we, uh, we brought Sosa, Saiden, uh, and Demo on the same time kind as of prospects. And they integrated really well with our existing roster. So then, uh, after that, I think that uh, we tried out the side end and party. and it was a natural fit. So we just kind of like took what we had, and um, you know, me having the to coach and kind of reshape the team into what it used to be into what it could become.
0: How many guys do you generally have on like an active roster? So like, like whenever you guys go into a competition tournament, whatever you want to call it, like how many guys are you sending generally? Alternates, uh, main squad. Like, what's the numbers look like uh, on that? I think
3: in the past few years, we run like, yeah, seven or eight, whatever. So long. Just a few, just a few subs in case anybody gets hurt. Right. Um, and also just to make sure everybody gets the same amount of playing time. Mm-hmm. Also with, in terms of strategy, certain players are better at certain things, so. We, kind of have strategies developed for that um yeah you I mean we are we, kind of like one of the first teams out there to really play this style of game so i can do a big handle on it we, we kind of take it to the next level in terms of game planning and uh strategy even though it looks like it's chaotic
4: mm-hmm.
3: I like to call it like controlled chaos that's that's why i okay. like to you know um uh, the two words i can describe that so i should play style and okay. I
2: mean, it's cool to like, hear about it from a competitive uh, standpoint we're like a lot of people like on Millsim side it's more it like the planning is different and like who we link up is like so random so you almost have to like blend on the go right with like your different playing styles where like hearing about the same sport that we play but from just a completely 100% competitive like point of view it completely changes how you play and that's it's it's cool to hear that perspective Especially like from our point of view. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. Before we we're gonna have you guys on, I didn't know. Like, I knew who you were. I'd heard of the team, and -hmm. I think the first, I guess, media thing I saw on you guys was when you went to. I think it was a Desert Fox Fox events or something. You had these dope ass fucking ponchos, SYG on on the back. I saw that shit, and I was like, "Fuck, that looks cool." So and then I started looking you guys up a little bit, and I knew Speedsoft was around, but I didn't know. I, like I, I still don't know a whole lot about how the rules work, how the gameplay works. So I'll definitely have to get you guys to explain. Hey Cole, cool.
2: <clears throat> funny story about that that event was hmm. uh, like I knew that the the guys from SYG were on the field, but like I didn't really see them or whatever. Like we didn't have a like a chance to meet up and like say hey what's up. So like <sighs> my first bout with them like on the same side was like I came up around him and I just started you know shooting with my bolt action in the wind which was like crazy because the weather was horse shit <laughs> and, uh, I just start flipping him off and start shit talking him <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, that's how everybody yeah that was you. yeah yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's
0: how fucking absolutely you. everybody gets I introduced to at
5: the time the last time I saw you was in Oregon about a year yeah. ago so. and then you uh, up on Instagram and you, like, you were like talking shit about like them talking to the enemy and I'm like, how do you know that? And then you I put two and two, I'm like that was you and I am like, oh shit. It was, it was so funny. We're all set around like oh, punk. Wait, dude, wait, wait, wait. sorry.
4: So Punk linked up with you guys. And yeah. then you guys I'd, are both I'd, talking about some play. event Yeah, all You guys are trying to teach you? No, no, we're talking <laughs> to the enemy he
5: was flipping people off and just like doing a whole bunch of crazy shit. And then he hit me up on Instagram about
4: it and I'm like, how do you know this? Like
5: where does he <laughs> this at? And then I realized, <laughs> it was and I was like, oh, shit.
4: Damn, Punk, you should have. Huh. I, I mean, they would have recognized you, I guess. Punk,
3: you know? when, uh how long ago did we first meet? Remember that when we were at Expo, yeah. when me and Roy first came up? It was there.
2: like one of the first times. I think it was like one of you guys' first times coming up to the Northwest. It was at the uh, the Airsoft Expo. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice.
3: It was our first trip for anything, I think. Yeah. That was like our first like S- like a- SYG she
4: yeah, it was one of our first trips where the crew um, went to an event without, like, you know, being, like, you know, with help from sponsors or whatever, you know, where we were, like, traveled yeah. there with expenses paid. So, it was kind of – it was a big deal for us, you know. It was cool to be able to travel and, and meet other people in fields, you know. I was going to say,
0: the logistics of that has got to be a fucking nightmare to load you know up what? seven so- dudes, gear – all yeah, this shit, yeah. get it through fucking, you know, Haverford. Yeah, transfer. we're
3: always kind of planned for it, but shit always happens, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, especially when you guys go overseas too. I mean, like the, the crazy tournaments that you guys do, like, yeah, there was, I, I, I know there was the European one that was year earlier this year. That was actually the easiest experience. Really? That's kind American. of surprising. I mean, yeah. Toronto Didn't- or Canada was
3: actually way more involved. We had to get it we got inspected by this big buff dude he's like i don't like airsoft." he's like tell me straight he told us straight to our face me Demo rooster standing right there we're worried (laughs) that confiscate the weapon he's already he's impressed but at the same time he's trying to hate because like you know he's like
1: yeah so So he's definitely just trolling yeah
3: Yeah, yeah. i can't take airsoft seriously i'm a hunter you know like that kind of mindset i don't know
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so he's trolling
4: (laughs) 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 oh my god
3: You know, love, make it to the event, we're giving a gun away. Like, we do not want to get it taken away, and then we jeopardize the whole thing. So, yeah, yeah that's, we're going off on a tangent, but yeah, to, it surprised me.
0: That's, that's, I love I love those fake hard dick dudes God, who are God, like, I, I hate air stuff because I hunt. It's like, man, get the fuck my, out of here, you bald like, bitch. Totally like, I'm insecure and easily offended by other people's <laughs> activities. Your like, toy makes my wiener feel small. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker.
4: Yeah, it's a trip though, flying with a bunch of guns you know because
0: gear and
4: yeah and like um it's just crazy you just let them know like I, I you before we would call ahead and just tell the airlines hey we have airsoft guns but they're so they're like oh it's okay it's fine they're like okay <laughs> give them a yeah. case full of guns that looks so real you know?
0: well, i'd be <laughs> freaking out because you're talking you guys it's not just like that aspect of it but you're also flying with like several thousand dollars for the crap that if something goes wrong or if they lose it or something breaks you guys are fucked out of the tournament or whatever you're going to like there's like yeah. no recovering
4: yeah shit and shit has broken you know for sure it's so. broken Try to shit, be careful. uh
3: luggage has not made it on the first flight so we had to arrange a courier <laughs> service to delivered to where we were <laughs> <laughs> we got through fine security wise but we, we went through moscow for some reason too so that was another experience i don't want to get into that right now but uh <laughs> moscow
0: that sounds like a cavity search story. That, that sounds real, like a whirlwind.
3: That was a real whirlwind, uh, crazy trip. But, um, we had a
5: Rooster, um, he forgot to take his mags out of his carry on, so he had like maybe 15 mags in, on him. Made him throw them <laughs> oh, all away.
1: We flew uh, back, uh, with throw them all the mags before. Oh, god. See, yeah, I've
5: been to the boat for sure. and BBs. And I was trying to help them out, and I was like, "Hey, like I got through," and they took my stuff away. I was like, "All right, this
0: last time I helped you." You don't look like Rooster, though. It's it's nice to know that international flights take this shit seriously because Derek and I both have flown back in the states with fucking eg smokes on us, (laughs) like in our carry-on. We could have just like, "Oops, whoopsie." (laughs) But uh, yeah, no smoking light. Thanks, TSA. Yeah. That was
3: international or domestic? that was international, Domestic, international, for domestic.
0: sure. That's oh. what I'm saying. It's nice to know that international actually cares. Domestic, they're you know, just
3: there's like things they don't care about on the plane. For example, we were on the plane. We we're on a flight to Russia. They allow people to congregate in groups on the plane, like groups of five people by the by the bathroom, just hanging yeah. out, having a good yeah, time. On American flights, they don't allow. You know, they, 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 True. they, they say that out loud. Like you can't congregate. But that was a trip too. So a lot of a lot of cultural culture shocks, I guess, when you travel internationally. Especially for how,
0: how often do you guys travel in a year? Like, how many yeah. how many events would you say you hit? Um, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. like three or so.
4: This year's been depends. a lot. of Maybe if you, if maybe you, if you a count bit more.
3: Toronto, if you count
4: Netherlands, Netherlands again. Atlanta. They went to Atlanta twice mm-hmm. the same year? Yeah. For a battle arena. Maybe like five. <laughs> five, six. Yeah, it depends. It's been um, picking up a little bit. Um, just cause we're, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do is, you know, with VQB is also represented by SYG as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we do like, it'll be like a speedqb event with SYG there, you know, so different crop promotion type stuff, not sometimes it's just SYG it's other times it's just VQB and sometimes it's both. So it kind of merges together.
1: Nice. We got a yeah. question. How
6: much does the, uh. Sorry to cut you off there, Carl. Oh, you're good. How much does the like the speedsoft culture change or the play style change internationally versus American? Um, uh, I think
3: uh, one thing I noticed immediately when I was in Europe is that uh maybe it's, maybe it's because they're so they're newer as a culture and people are a lot better about uh sportsmanship. It seemed like people didn't
4: well maybe yeah. Well, well, to back up in in Europe, uh, I'm. I I don't know if you guys are aware, but like this was new, new, new to me where uh, in Europe you have to be, they treat airsoft guns very like, you know, firearm-like where you need like licenses, you know, at least like Netherlands where if if you want to play airsoft or have airsoft guns, you have to take a course or something where like the national association, the Dutch association gives you a physical membership card that says you are licensed to have airsoft guns and play airsoft. So that automatically I think it, it you know it, it limits the players to 18 and over and also mm. they take it a bit more serious with like the milsom stuff too I guess but I think that translates when that translates into speed QB type of play mm. uh, kind of yeah. that 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 culture of speed softers you know where they're more um maybe I don't know younger and a little more like reckless you know, than reckless, than reckless so they're, yeah. they're a little bit yeah. more aggressive Versus, like, 18, you, you have some money, you're, like, you know, kind of more serious about airsoft, so you take it a bit more, like,
3: training. I guess however you expect Europeans to play, that's how they play. The way well, Americans play, that's how Americans play. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll
0: say, you could you could cool. test that with anything. Like We were talking earlier about uh, some of your boxing stuff, and I've noticed that in that aspect, too. Like, you'll box again, or, like, back when you do tie fighting, like, you go against Thai dudes, they don't give a shit, man. They just bowl into your ass. Yeah, you there's, throw. like, nothing you can do about it. While I was over here, people a little more cautious. You know, it's different. So I can definitely see there being completely different strategies for them. I like how we play.
3: We got play. visitors actually this week from Japan and like their play style so, was, uh,
0: how, what did you think of their play style?
5: In Japan, they don't own a, what I've heard is they can't pull, pull on spring field. So they have to like power walk everywhere. So see, really?
1: Huh. Yeah, so
5: huh. having yeah. Run was like weird for them. because They had to move fast. I, okay. to oh, I see. Well, no, I've seen.
4: I've seen.
5: Oh, seen. oh, wait, weird. that was, uh, I know. Maybe, They can can run for the public games. They have to speed watch everywhere. So
1: I saw on some of your guys' stories that you guys were hanging out with BLK Airsoft last night. And like the, um, I've been following them too for some of their builds. But uh, yeah, is that like, were you guys able to play? What were you guys doing last night? Were you guys able to practice or play just against them in their style too?
5: Yeah, we played against them pretty much all night. It was pretty fun. They, uh, They had a very interesting style of play. Um they're very, they're more patient than us. We like to you know shoot, 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 they'll wait they'll sit there and wait for the shot
1: and like kind of uh, hide. Yeah, we got a bit overwhelmed. That's crazy.
3: Yeah. We're working on a montage of last night's games right now. Oh, sick today. so
0: yeah, you guys you guys do a lot of media stuff too. Has that do you think that factors into as far as you guys getting your name out there and making yeah from day one? that's kind of what been our bread and butter, you know? Cause I'd say that's definitely what sets you guys apart from some of the other speed QB oh. or milsom teams that I've seen. Yeah. Is like your guys' production quality is bonkers. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. Thank you, appreciate that. But there's definitely a lot of teams out there, um, that are making really good content, like yeah. the editing levels, like, uh, you know, teams like Union. Um, yeah, i get their videos. That's literally what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, you know, there, there, there's, um, there's a lot of teams making good content, but then there's few teams that are making a lot of good uh, edits, you know? Because mm-hmm. you yeah. take footage and if you put in the work, that, you know, edit it beautifully, it takes a lot of fucking work. And like our channel for SYG, we spent a lot of time and effort early on in, in making really um, thoughtful and like very just edit heavy videos, mm-hmm. which yeah. a lot for us, you know, in terms of just getting our name out there and getting people to watch. Um, I think now I think the, the editing, like when we were doing it, it was still pretty new. Like GoPros are just coming out, like GoPro ones and twos, you know, that's when people were using contour, you know, cameras and shit. So like we were a bit early in terms of making good content or, uh, you know, highly edited content. And then now I think the tech's there and like, it's just really about editing. And now with YouTube, you can just learn how to edit yourself, you know?
0: Do so, you guys yeah. have like somebody that's designated to take care of that? Or is it just going to have a team effort? Everybody's pitching in doing uh, ideas and making tweaks.
4: It's definitely a team effort in terms of like creative. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a few people more than others are more like creative driven to kind of you know we treat some like our videos we treat it like a music video almost you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. very music centered, not so much gameplay than layering music on it. It's it's I gotta, yeah. I gotta yeah. say
2: though, know, like as somebody who's I've been editing for like fifteen years, and so like that was one of the things that drew me to your guys's uh, and. And it really made me appreciate the fact that other people, like, what it has generated in, like, the the content that other people and teams are making now and, like, the quality. And as an editor, I appreciate that because, like, I see that they know what they're doing. Like, I can see that things are to the beat or, like... You have to feel like the way that a, a scene will flow with with the music, and it, it like it all moves together. And so when I see a lot of these teams and a lot of these different players doing that, I'm like, fuck yeah, man! I'm glad somebody else is getting it. You know, like that's yeah. how you make a good video.
1: Well, I mean, sure. that's how I found you guys. Like, I don't know how many years it was, four or five years ago. I mean, just like it was a new type of gameplay style, and it was a new type of quality for that gameplay. Like the quality was just so much. Higher than what was out there, so like, and then I mean, and there was a couple of videos uploaded by then. I think it was like two or three. So like, it just sucked me in, and then I just started watching from there and have been continuously. So, oh man, yeah, thank you. Um, like one of our uh, more original members, Maggot, um, he
4: was one of our primary editors, and mm. he's just super talented. So yeah. a lot of older videos were edited by him. Yeah, and um, he actually really started. Um, and again, there's probably people doing it before us, you know, but, um, I think it was just, uh, uh, for us, it was new for us, like doing different, uh, things with editing where like, you know, we would just take some, we never, none of us went to like editing class or any of that shit. We just learned it on our own for sure. And we take little, little different things from other industries and just kind of use that to you know for like airsoft montages you know whether it's like you know like a beginning of a song every song has like the intro like a whatever chorus interlude right and then basically matching that with the the feeling of a song or the music with the type of content so whether it's b-roll during the interlude and then back to action you know shit like that so right okay actually a big factor in our original uh, old videos to really make
3: Roy's being modest though like a lot of the bangers were done by him <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: what,
5: are you guys uh are you guys working
2: on anything else right now? I saw you guys got like a new documentary out, speaking of videos. Um, you guys got a new like documentary series?
4: Yeah, so that's actually a big project for us. Um you know, our you know, our speak UB YouTube channel has started pretty late. Um and so what our channel is about is really uh aggregating because there's so much good content from different creators. In, in in specifically for speed QB or this type of gameplay, and a lot of these channels have, have uh, great content, but um, you know it's hard to get viewers, especially if you're starting from zero. So what we do is we're all aggregating a lot of good content that we see from our community and sharing it on our channel to get people to watch it and also subscribe to those individuals. Uh, yeah. one of our original series though is our documentary series, which uh, we just launched the first one on Sunday. Oh yeah. Uh, episode is um, the origins of speak uv and it just gives you gives our our viewers and our our community a little bit of an inside look into how it all kind of started and that really started um you know as syg started so the first episode is about um this team called uh uh ml
5: molan so sosa
4: is actually part of the original Team ML, and and Ben is the one of the founders that we interviewed in that episode, and he talks with Eric about um, uh, you know a lot of things because really it really started when us and Eric we started with SYG, and when we came into the airsoft world, ML was already like established. They were just kicking everyone's ass, so that's when we kind of started having our first team versus team heads up five on five, and that's kind of how it started. So there's a lot of different you know stories that. Came out from the documentary, including Sosa's story. I
3: mean, so- it's a, a banger. I think it's a very, it's a, it's a story that kind of needs to be told, not only for the sake of history, but I've been getting a lot of questions from you know people in states where they feel like their local culture is not really picking up, and I think the story needs to be told because if they understand that it just started with two teams, like this whole thing, everything, this banner, you know, is a result of just you know two teams getting together. Two teams and, having an idea. Yeah. 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 And just doing something that they want to do and that's all it takes. And then from there, there's going to be a third and fourth team out there that might not be the ones that like take the action to do it, but they'll be the, the, the third and fourth team that does it. And then what happens is it just snowballs from there, you know? And that, that's why I think it's important for us to tell this story through the, the documentary series that is really meant as a, as, a, as inspiration to, uh, to, the, to the kids that are coming up. Because, you know, we, I mean... I'm a little bit older, Sosa's a little bit younger, Roy's kind of in between, (laughs) you know, and like I think what we're doing right now is even though we're at various stages of our lives, like we're kind of
1: establishing what's what that's going to look like for the, the kids now? You are—I mean, you're—you are legitimately creating a culture, which is huge. Yeah, I was going to so.
0: say—I—I I, I see these little fuckers in dye mask and <laughs> beanie hats popping
1: up at every fucking field I go to now, uh,
0: I'm, and I'm sure you—and that's—that's an important thing with that documentary too, because I'm sure you guys get it a million times a day, kids ask you, "How do you start a team? How do you do this? How do you do that?" And if they just watch and pay attention, a lot of it just comes down to doing something and yeah. sticking with it. Yeah. And then you know, sometimes lightning strikes and shit happens. If you got some talent, and you got the work ethic, exactly. you know, you, you can make that it. happen. It's like if
3: someone just give it to you, or like,
6: you yeah. Know,
0: like, you that
3: know, you that just, is
6: something that I wanted to ask you guys. Like, airsoft teams as a whole come and go like boy bands. Like they're in and they're out, and it's constantly. You said you guys started in 2011 We're an airsoft team. That's a long time. So for those looking at starting a team or currently have one, what would you recommend? Or what did you guys do to? Keep well, it together.
3: I think, fortunately for for like for us in terms of me and Roy like the original members, we were all friends to begin with. Uh, we were friends for yeah, I don't even know how long. So like, you know, there was a base there already. And then what happened was we started playing, and then we we've known so since he was are You eleven years old. Know you know. Holy so shit! So we've known him for yeah. that long. So like, I thought he was like his eleven year olds now. I was like God damn. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, in a way, it's kind of like a family. In a way, it's it's, like a, it's just people that you we all kind of came up with, you know, and then things changed, you know, the wind blows this way, wind blows that way, then all of a sudden, you know.
4: Well, I, I also think a factor too is when SYG uh, started, we were already like out of college, you know? Yeah. So like, mm. of course, if you're in high school playing and you guys go to college and go to different places, to, you know, or get a girlfriend, like shit like that people kind of drift apart. When I was like, you know, in my teens, you don't know what the fuck you're doing in life anyway. So you got a lot of different things to work. So I, I think that's why a lot of younger teens, you know, inevitably um, have like a, you know, a, a shelf life or whatever, of like, mm. you know, like one to three years or whatever. You
3: know? I guess but, what I'm saying is we have certain advantages, you know, and I like yeah. just said, like we already have full-blown careers, you know. Uh, some of our guys already own their own businesses. Yeah. They had, like, I was working in video games. Boy was like working on like, you know, big accounts with marketing Big media and advertising. Big media and advertising. So, like, we kind of had the perfect storm already. Like, it's kind of, like, we got lucky, you know? And, but that's not to say that we didn't
4: have to work at it, you
3: know? Oh, hell yeah. That's what I, I think that's the most important part of
4: it. You have to take the talents and then pull them together. No, and, and Sosa can can attest to this, because Sosa is, you know, that like the documentary just uh, – uh, you know, shared talks about Sosa for a good portion. Cause Sosa was actually, he was like 10 or 11 when he was playing. And then we knew him since back then. And Sosa is kind of unique because he's been airsofting since that young, but also he's kind of seen, he's been on like the original team. And now, um, you know, now on SYG, um, and he's kind of been you know, through that whole, uh, Era of like early, early on when there was no like team versus team like heads of competition, to so like seeing all these teams come and go, and then now at the you know where we are now, it's fucking amazing to see the teams at least in LA. See um, all the some, a lot of teams they're not they're not going away. We did see a few teams pop up and go away, but I think BQB helped that in a
1: way because it has a ladder like a lead, you know? A mm-hmm. it's not just yeah, a
0: competition reads. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Well,
1: yeah, and the sheer true. amount of people that you guys have around you, too. I mean, like, for example, There's like me and Derek's scene is, is tiny, is like, you know, really small. So,
6: little, little tiny.
1: Yeah. So, it, it definitely helps when you have other, you know, bigger parts of the community that you can feed off of. Cause, like, right now, mm-hmm. Colorado is struggling. So, Colorado
6: had had one good field and it burned down. And that was all the weed, man. Nobody wants to go shoot each
0: other anymore. (laughs) Yeah. With, uh, so I'm seeing. So I'm seeing a lot of your guys' gats on the wall, and unfortunately, the people that are going to be listening to the podcast version of this won't be able to see them. But I was expecting just hoses, just big dick hoses all over the fucking place and nothing but HPA. But I'm seeing some cool, like one-off builds. I'm seeing some milsim looking builds. Wow. Uh Snipers the KWA out, Tekken 45. That that uh, that uh, KWA Tekken edition. PK 45 makes me wet in ways you guys don't understand.
4: I've been, uh, it a big uh, Dude, those things
0: are slick. But do you guys, so what, what systems do you guys run? Do you do a lot of modifications to your AEGs? Do you have an HPA? Because there's, you got Polar Star, you got Wolverine, you've got Redline, you've got all these different engines people can run. Do you have one that you found works better for what you guys need?
3: DSG uh, builds. Or, uh, so, like, yeah. With all the travel that we're doing now, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to, to take an AG with us versus an HPA gun.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, because I mean, we did take HPA guns. Like, We, we go to Oregon, that's one thing, right? Somewhere yeah.
1: top, international though. You know, I got to fly with tanks.
3: Not only that, but within California, during, there was a time where like they are talking about all these like, HPA bans. Correct. Mm-hmm. We were like, all right, stop while you're crying. We started building all these like HPA killer AEGs, and then yeah. like that. I feel like in some ways, you know, uh, whether it was that because of the whole HPA controversy or because the people were building more AEGs, like that kind of there was a resurgence, you know? and yeah. especially with uh, uh, the DSGs, you know. And, yeah. On, in this scene, anyways, like I'm sure that's it's kind of widespread, but in the last year, I think there's been, been, a been a this there's been this revival.
0: So, with something that technical, do you guys have an in-house tech? Do you have some local guy you want to give a shout out to out there well, in LA that's helping you guys out? Well, with
3: a few companies? of us, a few of us actually do our own builds, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have some homies that like help us out with builds. Like, um, what's his name? Andrew was just here earlier today, helping me with my gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his last name? I don't I think he works with Insidious. Insidious, okay. yeah and. Um, yeah, but we, we kind of just like either we build it or, or we get someone to build something that we want to build. That we don't. I I don't I don't have time to work on guns anymore. I used to do all my own builds. Um, yeah. So yeah, he he's there. You go, in, in house. now. Yeah, so.
0: I'm I'm what you call tech retarded. If I touch a gun, same. It like I actually just three days ago. This is nothing to do with teching, but I've got a system of PTW, and I was walking out the door to go to a field, and I ate shit and gun on my chest fell straight into a concrete corner on my steps and I actually chipped the lower receiver like broke a piece of it off so that was a fun $300 fix that I've got to send to uh, Zero who's a dude down here because I can't text shit I touch the gun it explodes I get mad and eat that shit out the window for the original, for the original team I was actually the tech and okay not- cool that's what burnt me out. <laughs> so you guys have found that the DSG is the way to go for y'all, or that tends to be what you uh, see? We,
3: we run DSGs and SSGs just because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if we're playing CKB matches, we want that, you know, the trigger response that a DSG would give us. You know, mm-hmm. SSG is just like we want to be a little bit nicer. And, like, <laughs> you know, we're traveling, we're trying to
0: make friends, you know. Do you have a platform preference? Because I'm saying a lot of variety, too. Uh,
5: yeah, most part it's M4, competition-wise. M4. M4. Yeah, I know everything. I know a couple of our guys like the
0: ARP nine or like the you know the AR nine style slim. Because the, the Mac mag changes have just gotta be easier in the M4, especially yeah. something like an AK oh, where you gotta rock that bitch in. Like that seems like that's just too much reload. Hmm. Sure, by far. Eric has yeah. the reload of the team actually. Yeah. Do
5: so I, don't I? Know. I don't know if I don't know if, I don't know
2: if I still do, but yeah, I one, at one point I did, but I'm not not confident. <laughs> hey Sosa. Yo, yeah. How how much to send you? How, how much to send you a gun to have you do for me? Uh, for you, free. Mm. Oh shit.
4: <laughs> just uh, it's a six month period though. Just FYI. I, you'll get
6: it <laughs> way. Here we got a question in the comments. Uh, Soto from Overwatch Tactics asks, "What do you guys think of Milsim?"
5: I. Personally, love Nilsom events. I might be the only Nilsom guy on the team. I kind of get these guys to full wears a helmet and shit. Yeah,
3: (laughs) but I mean, I think speaking to when Eric says that he ran into him at a Nilsom event, you know, like yeah, even as a as a you know, um, in coaching them, like I want them to do other things too. I think it's important to like exercise different muscles because you know, like sometimes it's important to have fun. and I think that's the biggest part of Nilsom, right? Like it allows you to kind of like maybe not like it's still serious but serious in a different way yeah right? it's you like know? yeah
5: it's really the most fun we ever had playing airsoft before like staying out there 40 hours so immersive it's really dope it's, it's awesome
3: yeah I can say we're one oh. of the few uh, speed soft or speed <laughs> teams that actually do both yeah you know we played it in the MLA which is a it's a Milsom uh, type competition oh, not really. no. I mean
4: that's not really Milsom nice, right?
3: if they're gonna say it's Milsom then it's Milsom <laughs> oh, okay. you know you know what I mean like in, even with the uh, you know they're skilled in that way too they can handle scenarios they they went to battle arena la they took it down went to went to play in atlanta there was a few controversial things that happened that didn't go our way but we excelled at it you know and i think it speaks a lot to this the skill of the team is that we're not just like this fast playing team like we actually are teamwork centric and communication based and we you know this new squad they play together so much that they're in tune with each other they They're one. There are five, six different people, but it's one solid group. And right? that's
6: one thing that uh, a lot of players don't have at MilSim games: is that the at the beginning of the game there'll be a squad, but as soon as the game starts, they just all spread yeah. and.
3: And I would expect. To weird do their would own expect thing. To be able to stick together, you know, and like is that's the whole point, right? Like, I mean, at least that's my understanding of it. You, know? you would not, think. I haven't really MilSim. I don't think uh, that did, black shield. Black, really that like doesn't count, thing. right? No, okay. not at all. Yeah, I was outside. It was raining. So
5: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs>
4: actually, actually, really interested in in like the three day type events. You know, yeah, it's in the of us, uh, It's like,
6: really, fuck. It's like sooner or later we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're it's gonna like camping
4: right and.
5: Fucking it's fuck it's
6: fuck. fun. It's a totally different experience from events in which you break for dinner and it's just the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun. Not as much, definitely not as much trigger time at th- those kind of continuous events, yeah. but you still have a lot of fun with your friends in the downtime. Sure. Cause yeah, it is way. basically just a camping. It's a camping trip with your bros that you also get to shoot at people.
0: Yeah. yeah. In Copperhead's case, a drinking trip. True. Yeah. I shaved yeah. several years off my
1: liver at Copperhead. <laughs> But those guys- I, think,
0: I think mine's on credit at this point.
1: <laughs> Sosa, so have you ever wanted to go out to like a, a giant AMS game or MSW game? or I've been to Do MSW it.
5: Events, uh, but I just have another uh, MSW events here in California, but I really wanted to go to other states to try it. Because you guys have so many cool fields out there. Like you see abandoned factories and warehouses and all this crazy shit. You we, we got. We got a, I think you got
0: a renaissance fair one that is happening in November from Overwatch Tactics. Dude, if That's you guys be... came
2: to that, that would be...
0: Yo, <laughs> seriously, you'd be perfect for Merc side too, because it's all... Oh. Your well, see, see, the thing Wait, is,
1: is about these kits for this game is that they're, they're not you super you strict. You? Like... Yeah, yeah it's,
0: a, it's in a renaissance fairground in Waxahachie Texas like I'm trying to make a samurai armor set out of natter day boxes <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> like a anime wench you know <laughs> Yo,
0: yeah you can.
4: No, that's that's the fun part
0: cool, you
2: so need to just- cool thing about overwatch which by the way I'm gonna break real quick overwatch uh, tactics is one of our sponsors so shout out to them
6: <laughs> so we're totally not biased <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> buy it at all. So shout out to them. Also, ASAP15 for uh, EG smoke and, and textile products. Shout out to that sponsor. That's the only EG discount code you can get. ASAP15. Uh, and then AirsoftC3.com. Um, sign up. It's free, and be connected. That's all I Back to your regularly
0: lot. scheduled programming now.
2: Uh, Wax actually texted out a permanent Renaissance site, and I'll send one of you guys uh, the link to a video. And you guys can check it out, but man, it's it's hands down out of all the places I've been, it's my favorite AO. Like that place is cool shit.
0: And we're gonna be there that Friday on Vendor Road doing a recording of this show. We can't do a live one just because there's too much technical shit involved. But we're gonna do uh, we're gonna record an episode and just we're having we're telling people to bring us like hot sauces and wings and shit to eat. While we're on recording and like whatever your favorite beer is, like we're we're going full send on this shit. So if you guys have got something goofy you want us to try or you want us to do, bring it up there and there's a good chance I'll be drunk enough to do it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Demo just commented in the the chat that he's never gone. I don't know. They've never gone to a Milsom event. I've seen him like be a team captain or a you know the commander on certain games that are outside like faster style Milsom games that are you know like break series. But I think he means by like a full-on full on full Milsom event. So, but yeah, it's like yeah, we should definitely uh, get like in the next major one that we like. Get the full squad. Let's go.
0: Yes, come squad up with us. That'll be perfect.
4: Yeah, keep us posted, man. Let us know.
0: Yeah, Avalon um, is November eighth through the tenth, I believe, it's and it's here in Waxahachie, Texas, about a forty-five minute drive, hour drive out of DFW. Well, we're
2: we having an Airbnb, so
0: we'll have a place. Which today. we need to get the balls rolling on that shit. Yeah, we we were looking at getting like a ball or like eight bedroom Airbnb because in tech in Waxahachie, Texas, there's nothing but cows, so it's like too I might
6: actually be able to make that. Well, actually. with you As, know. Tom,
1: with well, with me obviously not going to SEMA like I was intended, yeah. There's a possibility I can go too. That just happened within the last day or two. So
6: we need Let's if see. we get enough people. I want to get there's some cheap ass B and B's in Texas. Yo, there's I one. that's
0: okay. like a ten bedroom mansion with like yeah. an eight person hot tub <laughs> in the backyard.
6: Oh, we're we're not getting that
0: security deposit back. <laughs> I'm not oh. even gonna make it. I'm just gonna just eat like a grand at him and be like, pay for repairs to lose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. No, yeah, yeah, I think I cool. you guys can come out for that one. Oh, um
4: sure. Hey, so I'm curious Punk. for you guys, uh sorry to cut you off. No, you're but, good. No, you're- uh I mean I watched a few of your previous podcasts and um uh, I know that like speed QB is like a whole nother world for a lot of you guys, you know. I know Punk mm-hmm. has been mm-hmm. kind of like in tune with it, but uh I'm curious to hear like what you guys think, you know, in terms of like the competition side and, like, the 5-on-5 five five and, you know. So... I, I
1: think... yeah. You go ahead, go, I was going to say, I personally love it. I've actually... So there was a local small field here in the past mm-hmm. called DMZ. And yep. they that's recently... What got me into Aircon. Yeah, so that's what got me into the... You know, so I started out as a CQB player. So I, you know, they moved to a different location that was a lot smaller. The layout was a lot more designed for that style of gameplay. It obviously wasn't, like, the same rule set, but it was still, like, the... The you know four on four five on five one life elimination style and I mean it's addicting like so how we did it is like you stayed on the field until you got eliminated so there would be waves of like you know seven games you'd win in a row and it's like as you keep winning each game you're like shit this is fun like so I personally want to make a Cali trip and just try it because like yeah I need to I, I I've had the ability to for years now and I just need to do it so no I'm. I, I love it. So, like I said, I follow a lot of you guys personally and um, obviously been a huge fan of SIG yep. and Speed QB for a long time. Something
6: something I've wondered, because a lot like Carl, we're in the same town. Um, when I first got into Airsoft, it was a CQB field, and that's, that's all I did for years getting into it. And I'd get on YouTube, and I'd just see all these awesome videos of the Cali fields. And I've always wondered um, – like what is the best uh cqb field in cali because there's there's a lot i've always thought cqb city in la looked cool game pod up up north always looked awesome just because of how how big it is yeah i mean What's i used to watch like milsom
1: junkie videos and that's what got me excited to yep. watch like california airsoft was is watching milsom junkie back in the day but he still around? no i he i don't think he's posted anything the last god like two years so unfortunately I wish I, I
6: saw he was working with SWAT uh, gear now, huh. like the company SWAT the Boots. I saw him a shot show last year.
3: Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite field, but I think all the fields here offer something a little different.
0: Yeah. Um, and do, they, do they mix these fields up fairly often so you guys don't get super accustomed to the layout? They yeah. move shit around pretty often. That's That's the of I would say Tax
4: City's real good in SoCal. And they're a bit more spread out, like layout wise, the field mm-hmm. and base. Um, N one's dope. Um, they have a bit more, I think, a bit tighter, like butt barriers. You know, it's a bit more. um more Yeah, more way more close close CTV. I think Tax City has a bit more of a of a open layout, but they still have a lot of kill houses. You know, different things there. Um, other fields locally, what was there? Well, I mean, HSP, HSP, HSP.
5: Uh, SC Village, so yeah.
4: Don't we don't play as much in those fields. Uh, SC is a little bit far. HSP, uh, not so much. I think um, it's just indoors a lot more favorable yeah. sometimes. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, the
3: games don't run as fast as we like. You know, yeah. We don't like sitting around too long. We want to go out there and just kill people. So right, <laughs> it, it's fun. Like combat center is dope. Like when there's consistent games running.
4: Yeah. So N one I think is um, all no engagement. I think every day. So that caters a little bit more to that crowd that likes more of that. Um, TAC has like no engagement days. They have like physical shotgun days. They have uh, like CQB Mondays, you know, type things, burst fire days. So they mix it up a bit more.
0: Okay.
1: And a lot of these fields, they're all pretty close to you guys, right? I'm guessing one's like 15 minutes and, you know, 50 minutes in one direction, like 30 in another kind of thing. Well, well LA is two hours away from LA.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> yeah. we could be two hours away for, for sure yeah for sure it's
0: better than texas where it's four hours away from fucking everything yes. like i always tell people it's like yeah it's 45 minutes up the road and it like blows their fucking mind uh
4: where are you in texas
0: fort worth just outside of dallas, how Metro. dallas? like 30 40 minutes how far is it from what
4: from dallas is it same about 40 <laughs> minutes yeah
0: like, I, 45 minutes to DFW Airport from where I live, but I'm close to the highway, so it's not really that bad.
4: What's the big fields mm-hmm. in Dallas? Right.
0: So, we, I don't know of any in Dallas. I know we've got DFWAP and D14, which are out in Roanoke and Sanger, respectively. Is D14's the, is the, the, the bigger Air one. Uh, so, that's the one where Airsoft GI's got some deal going on with them, and they did, like, a Desert Fox event out there, and then AMS has done an uh, AMSL game. game. Yeah, yeah, they did southern front there. And then DFWAP's more of a paintball field, but they do airsoft as well, so it's a little faster pace, smaller setup fields, whereas D14's just kind of an airsoft only, but it's a really massive layout they've got going on. Weird. So I was curious, you guys, uh, with as, much, as many BBs as you put through your guns, do you guys have a specific brand you're loyal to, even though I'm pretty sure they're all made by the same fucking company? Because they're all, all these, all these brands are bitching at each other right now, and I find it, it's, it's fucking so hysterical. entertaining. It's hysterical to watch. Wait, <laughs> yeah,
6: the, the BB brands. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, all that. We we got a whole episode. Yeah, there's there's yeah out. there's a bu- there's a bunch of stupid airsoft drama on yeah. who makes who who repackages BLS BBs better. <laughs> I mean, that's to be expected though. That's to be expected. That's the whole rebranding thing. Yeah. yeah. But do you get? Do you guys have something you've been sticking with, or something you're partial to? Because you guys got to just be <laughs> dumping yeah, through bottles. Just, uh, it's changed throughout the course of like me playing i remember
3: when i first started playing i really liked the those little tinted kwa two fives this uses a lot elite mm-hmm. force was good when they first came out i don't know how they are now they used to make
5: the best tracers i think and then they stopped making them the two five tracers yeah, i thought the best tracers on the market and then they stopped making them the what are we using
3: here. for tracers now? we uh-huh. mostly run tracers
5: these days less, tracers, we're mm-hmm. yeah.
6: tracers are, are awesome for indoors one of my favorite games of all time was a night game here in Colorado, those tracers only. And it was it was just awesome. I wish more people ran them.
5: A couple years uh, about a year ago, I saw a video of these guys at a no sim ops and everybody was using tracers and you just like a stream of tracers flying everywhere.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen the video you're talking about. Yeah, they're yeah. just all over the place. Yeah.
5: It was, it was so dope. People were talking on the radio. They look like an actual firefight. It was the same. That's cool.
1: Yeah,
4: I think tracers um we, we may consider tracers uh Mandatory. To be mandatory yeah. for competition, just because it yeah. just solves a lot of problems, you know. It just makes yeah. Easier um, too. For spectators to see what's going on, you know, and then for refs to see BBs.
6: Yeah, pass sure. It I mean, sure. Does, uh, does it aid with your aiming at close range? Do you still like fully ADS, or you just kind of walk the tracers in?
3: I think uh it depends on the player. Some people yeah. play ADS, some some of us don't. I'm more of like a paintball side player, so I've always relied on light, anyways. And for me, a tracer just makes me. Now, I don't have to use my light to get away in a position. Whereas Sosa,
4: I think he rains down sights.
3: Yeah, right? very
5: de- deliberate with my shots.
4: Yeah, I think a lot of teams, too, like, I think, like, the misconception, not a misconception, maybe a correct uh, conception early on is a lot of, um, you know, speed QB or speed soft players um, wouldn't use optic, you know, sights or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's progressing, you see a lot of the top teams and players very, very, uh, I, mean, I guess, you need them
0: your snap accuracy is if you've got it like kind of sort of fucking dialed in it's so much faster just done you don't have to follow because if you're following the bb or figuring out where it's going you still have to wait for the first one to get there so if you've got it set up to where you can just snapshot then
4: yeah teams are real good now man it's it's crazy that the level of competition is um super strong because there's
1: not that much room to like you know it's not a lot of forgiveness when you're that close you know mm-hmm. close quarters for sure the mm-hmm. thing i want to ask you guys is like obviously i don't want you guys to give away a lot of your, like your team tactics or anything but just for like the general person who's never played speedsoft before what kinds of like positions there like does each team member have what are they called and what do they do if you guys could quickly just go over that for like i said i would be curious to hear about it and kind of like what their strategy or role is so
5: yeah, back left and back right, usually the guys are going to hold people down, keep them in the cover. And we got the two snake players left and the right side. We're going to push up, cause the motion, cause the chaos. And then we got a center player who's usually calling shots. So we got a guy here, we got a guy over there. And if anything, that guy can push a two into the center F and cause more commotion there. So it gives a chance, the, the snake players a chance to shoot people, and the back player as well a chance to shoot people. There.
3: So it's basically divided up into front player, back player. Whether it's the you know the X player you know or the flag runner, mm-hmm. as people like to call it, but uh, yeah, there's no like I guess you could say like assault and support, you know, kind of like those same positions, you know.
0: Sure. I would imagine like height, weight, speed has a lot to do with that too. Like I would I would assume your smaller guys are gonna be your I guess what you call your snake, the people who are Not moving, bobbing, and weaving. Right. I'm actually one of the taller guys, and I used to play yeah. Snake, too. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I've but seen also cool. gun is a preference, too, for kind of what position that you guys play. Is that a thing? Like, Definitely. Yeah, because, like, you obviously want something that you're you're not afraid to lay down on the trigger on for standing in the back, but then when you're a Snake Runner, you want something like a pistol because you're moving a shit ton. So, like yeah. yeah, I've seen – watched a little, you know, but <laughs> – <laughs>
0: He's been binging it for like two fucking weeks now. <laughs> so. At the,
3: end of the day, I think it just it boils down to preference. Like, I see a lot of snake guys using rifles too. You know? That's cool. Yeah,
0: um. Well, especially with these new stubby Gats coming out like that, uh, I really want one of these. Either the PTS, um, Virgo, the that, yeah, the Virgo, or that uh, that new KWA Ronin M4. The the PGW, that thing is slick. That yeah. seems like that would be fun mm-hmm. platforms to use for sure. Uh, Tom
6: two Tall Toms in the comments ask what is your guys' preferred tracer unit? Depends right? Uh, for different
1: yeah
5: types. I mean There's a in... couple different models out right now uh, Preferably for rifles would be the Ace Tech lighter
1: It's a hot right now The eight, Yeah Very hot product
5: And then for pistol wise they have an Ace Tech light so the smaller version of that and it threads right into thread so. Yeah What's that silver one right? uh, X-Cortech okay. Mm-hmm
1: which has been around for a while yeah. yeah so
5: but it's crazy to see the effect when i started playing tracer units were super long and big and, mm-hmm. and like- they
1: didn't fucking work like, yeah they,
0: didn't they work. just didn't fucking work it was terrible and you couldn't find bb's form or they were super expensive or they only came yeah. on like 2
5: but now there's so many different options for bb waves quality wise tracers actually work they they're smaller they couldn't the palm of your hand like it's crazy it-
0: it's a
4: good time for airsoft, you know, because with the tracer units, with GoPros, you know, things like
0: that. Weight wise, do you guys generally use like two fives now, or do you guys have a two fives? Two,
6: two fives? Five. <laughs> it's
0: an inside joke. Sorry,
3: some guy, some of our guys got caught using two eights. Oops.
4: <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> well,
5: we need very high polished two fives. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Anyways, <laughs> yeah, sorry,
0: I had to take a um, sip there. Um, so one of you, uh, um, was a graphic designer for one of the, yeah, graphics? I was gonna
1: say, I want to hear, uh, that sounds oh, fucking I'm super not, cool. i
0: a
3: graphic designer, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's kind of one of those pet views that all artists have. <laughs> <laughs> well, guy. I'm, I'm semi literate, so
0: take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I'm like,
3: I'm, a, I'm a, I was a concept artist on Black Ops 2. Okay, so basically, nice. a lot that's of really people. cool. Most of the online characters are all designed by I me. Mean, all the loadouts, uh, a few of the weapons for single player the Titus crossbow, the knife. The knife. Yeah, the ballistic knife. One, one of the, was it, the Titus 6 with a launcher? Yeah. One of the sniper rifles. You do the bread? Oh, no. They never made it. They, um, they made it. They made the, the
0: last the, good COD the, until this new one.
3: Yeah. This new one was pretty damn good. No, it's, it's a shit ton was, of fun.
1: Yeah, a lot. Yeah.
3: Dude, the
0: beta was fun as hell. We're definitely going to be uh, mobbing so on that thing. So
1: I also kind of poke into some of your guys' streams, especially when uh, Demo, you know, streams a little bit. I was like, <laughs> what, what's your guys' favorite games out right now? I mean, Apex Season 3, shit, that's what I'm going to be playing when we're done with this. But Yeah, we've like, been
0: creeping on it hard.
1: Yeah.
3: But, yeah, I mean, basically what I did before, when I was working on Black Ops 2, that's when we were kind of, SYG kind of started. And the story behind that was like, I, was, I figured, fuck it. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing this shit for a, a, like this huge company in mm. you know, a video game. Like we can make this shit in real life, you know? So that I, explains why you guys you, you like look
2: like. Some of the inspiration from teams in, in like the, your loadout designs. ML.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, um, ML kind of, uh, at the time they wore like this olive green and, uh, I always thought that I, I always wanted a reason to use orange because I felt like I, I understand why it's not in use because it's not it's real camouflage. It's not going to hide you from shit, but mm-hmm. orange, yes, olive fucking drab looks fucking sick. So yeah. I, kind of, <laughs> playing it, and they, I kind of like, I looked at them and I was like, I, and it kind of like, you know, it, it kind of influenced me in a way. I'm like, I'm going to make a character that is wearing olive and it's going to give me a fucking reason to use orange because no one, wants <laughs> no one, they were not convinced. They wanted to me do that it.
0: for it.
4: For Call of Duty, for Black Ops, like oh uh, shit, I, I was side. gonna
0: say there was because it was part of the it was part of the theme scheme too. Like the threes were all in orange and Treyarch's, whatever their layout was, there was a lot I mean, of orange used. That, that shit too. Kind of,
3: uh, orange. That's, a, that's the crazy thing about the color orange. Like that other people that are not in like the design world might not notice, but <laughs> it's that things that color has been creeping around for years, and it's still like this really important color for some reason.
2: Mm-hmm. That was that's though. actually one of the reasons why I personally have like when i bought my first pack of of um speed qb mags yeah uh, i bought them in orange it's because i love that contrast and i'm wearing i always wear woodland od black so like that contrast just like it 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 can like add so much to it if you're a very aesthetic person Uh yeah
3: yeah, ah. <laughs> really, like, Orange is for the people that I know. That's what I really <laughs> know. like. I like, I, I, like I like the mutual blood checking here. Like, red is the most popular. Place. <laughs> I'll say that, but it's like, I think people that really rock with the orange, they know what they're doing, and I appreciate yeah. that rock with the orange because I'm personally a big fan of orange. Yeah.
0: Well, hot damn! So uh, dude, what is?
2: I got a, I got an idea for a, a jacket now. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I you guys one. <laughs> I'm buying. One,
0: I'm buying one of those fucking hazard four ponchos just from that loadout that you guys did. Cause that shit looked so slick. I just couldn't get. I couldn't get over it. That was such a badass. That, that look you guys had going on. Uh, that's what yeah, I, we, I like. You might have
3: something like that coming. I coming out pretty soon. So stay tuned. Speaking
0: of, you guys have products. What do you guys got coming out soon? Like, what do you guys make? Off, yeah, plug your shit. That's why we're here. I'm not
3: gonna. Yeah, you can. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So we'll talk about it. Right? Do it.
0: Ooh. Be
5: listening.
3: Okay. <laughs> We're not popular. <laughs> in, you know I mean? I love, I, in the past, I've always teased products. I've always kind of like, threw out like subtle shots that people that are to people that are paying attention. I it, uh,
5: I mean,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just like to. I just like that style of like, you know, real subliminal marketing. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs>
4: give them the the top line details. You know, like
3: pay we'll, attention, motherfucker. All right. So <laughs> um, we. I don't want to say it's so literal though. No, no. Why?
0: why, why <laughs> so, 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 here's the thing so what we have now right like mm-hmm. our, our two uh, yeah, start with start with what you guys are currently producing like what do you guys got
4: yeah so our three main products right now are uh, or like gear wise is uh, we started with our our belt um, mm-hmm. and Eric can speak more to this but um you know I think a lot of the belts are you know on the market are really just based from like either real steel you know or you know basically a mm-hmm that right but so there really wasn't anything designed I specifically we, for airsoft We wanted
3: to yeah, we for, for our test, airsofters yeah. that look cool
4: and look dope but, they, but
3: it was also like highly functional mm-hmm. so like in terms of our gear from day one we've decided like this is going to be from head to toe a modular type of system where multiple things are going to work with each other um we just had to figure out the puzzle behind that and Basically, the next few products that are coming out, it's gonna flesh out what that puzzle is starting to look like. So, like like Roy says, we have the belt. Yeah. Tell
4: we them. a bit about the belt. I think it's you know, I mean, it's not like so the know, molecule news, belt system functioning. You know, the quick yeah. Shooters.
3: So basically, like we all use like really basic belts. Like I think I used like your like belt when I first started playing, and I think a lot of people started that way. HSGI, but like I looked at the HSGI belt and I was like. I, It it feels good, but it looks like a, it just looked weird to me, you know, like I I wanted to look cooler. So I I just started sketching. I was working with Ramon at the time because that was our first big product, right? Yeah. And uh, he did make it look super cool. And then Ramon's always thinking about like function and like design. He's like, why don't we like, you know, have this function where they could take off their loadout and then replace it with something else within seconds. And that's how the quick strip was developed. So the, mm-hmm. the MBS, which is the molecule belt system, has a feature that uses a quick strip, which is like a, a full strip. Um, mo- it works on Velcro, has has Molly uh, sewn onto it. And then you can just rip that off, have something another setup for like a pistol, for example, if you're running rifle, you run, you know, rip that off. Yeah, because it's a, a pitch to up.
4: reset up your whole belt yeah. if you're trying to go yeah, for, for sure. rifle. So and then, and then that that was one just solution that we you know kind of created I guess into like quick quick loadout changes, but also uh, like other things because like when we played, belts would like shift around or move around you know just because we're sliding around doing a bunch of crazy shit. So like <laughs> we developed that um, the lining, which is a very like a soft like, gel almost like foamy lining. So hey, and the, actually, yeah. Okay. yeah, there you go. So the silhouette of it too. It's mm-hmm. contour and Eric could speak more about this, but he designed it to contour around your, your hips. Yeah. And 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 it, it, it squeezes you and you can tighten it. So it's kinda like a gel.
3: It's just I, I took a lot of ergonomics and like um
2: it's the only belt that actually stays on my hips because I have none. So like <laughs> I have to I have to have it like safe. with suspenders and like this is the first belt that I've worn and been able to use because like yeah, it's got like a gel, it's got like this kind of rubberized pad that kind of helps grip and then on the hip portion because dudes don't have hips like you got these little wings that kind of help brace it a little bit and um no it's it's a it's a nice setup like i they
0: it's this i think it's
3: anatomically correct i guess you know like it just works with the body and uh yeah. I was going to say, especially
0: as much as you guys run, having a belt that's not, because a big thing you see in Milsim is they do these battle belts that are soft belt looped through with Velcro and then a hard belt on top of it. My issue with that is when I run, I don't know how other people run, but my my feet hit hard, and I'm sprinting all out, and my hips move, so shit flies everywhere. I don't care how fucking good it's secured down. So having something like that that kind of like wraps around their waist and it is able to move with you, is uh is super important, especially as much as you guys are sprinting all out and diving and bobbing and weaving in and through stuff. Yeah, for I sure. I actually
2: want to take this stuff through its paces through like a mill. Yeah. Just like bring it to
0: Avalon. Up. I I'm, I think I'm going to. Yeah, well, I'm, bring it to Avalon.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Because we're technically camp woodland, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, fuck, fuck. fuck it. Gotta, so, settle whatever. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. what's this what about think, this new shit? Yeah, what's, what's this, this new, new
0: shit? idea? What's what's uh what's this All new? All right, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, but in order
3: to talk about the new shit, I gotta talk about the process, right? All
0: right. So we've
3: gone we've gone from the uh belt chest rig. the belt, right? Mm-hmm. And then what we did was we built the uh, we made the nucleus chest rig. Uh, I set out to make the most you know comfortable, the smallest, uh, chest rig, uh, available. Um, there's a, you know, the Spiritus one's pretty small, but like, I made it a point to, you know, make it a little bit smaller than that. Um, uh, there's, uh, before I get into what the new stuff is, there's actually additional accessories coming out for that chest rig as well. Nice. Oh, cool. Line. Uh, nice. because you've yeah, been in the lab, you know, I'm trying to, trying to make this fun for everybody. Cause I know there's a lot of gear whores out there. Um, I'm one myself. So so's a gear whore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, basically from the new, from the chest rig. You know, that's adaptable to something else. Okay. And basically, what it is, is that it's it's a solution to carry your HPA set. You can probably put two and two together and guess it's an attachment for the NCR to uh, another, it's it's an HPA pack designed for air specifically for HPA use.
2: Yeah, I'm so
3: I know, I, know, I know there's a few out there, but honestly, yeah, I'm, not,
0: I'm not buying it. It's not it's not made specifically. They're the never made specifically for it. It's always like a fucking canteen container or a water bottle patch or just a hydro pack. Yeah, I can,
2: I can almost feel the ergonomic right now. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm scared. no seriously, because like I I the way I'm envisioning it in my head is like it it, it helps with
0: you're experiencing you're true level.
2: You're not gonna get the fucking tank playing from back to forth. Like it's gonna be it's gonna hug and I'm like I am like fuck that's gonna be, like and I I haven't seen anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck I can just like because so, I I know what they make and I, it's gonna be good. I, I, yeah, I you know, can
0: expect you're it. so excited.
2: <laughs> you can expect I don't even play speaky b bro and I'm already excited. Bro,
0: especially with his doom rifle that he's making right now yeah, that it's, it's gonna not, be it's not made just only for speakev heads either.
3: It's gonna work outdoors. It's gonna work everywhere. It's gonna work outside the field, on the field. It's gonna be worn this way, that way, every which way. There's, that's all there's, I'm gonna say.
4: Um, yeah, there's multiple configurations, um, and you can uh, expect the same type of feel as you would with the belt. Uh, and it's designed to work with everything, with the belt, with the NTR. You know, so um, that's something big that we have planned. We are in development for a while, and it's not just something basic. This shit is like. Uh, Next level, so you guys can see all the feature <laughs> that it comes with. It's designed with like a lot of uh, a lot of thoughtful design, man. It's not just doing fucking colors and shit. I'm I think I started it, working
3: on this in March.
4: Wow, back back yeah, back in March. Yeah, I think a lot of people equate like our type of play with just bright colors and shit, but I think um, it's not. It's beyond aesthetic for it's us. Function. It's very fun, you know. So, I mean,
1: that's what I noticed when you guys started dropping the products immediately. Like, it's, it's like one, the quality, it was like coming out of the gates, that's huge for somebody who designs products also for another you know, company. It's like quality out of the gate was phenomenal, and yeah, it was just really well thought of. Like, it, it's a simple design, but it fucking works. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's why it's doing so well. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of
3: great gear out there that when I look at it, I'm like, man, this shit is built tough, you know. Like, and I, I wanted our products to be on par with that, you know, even though we're not like the small batch type of guys, you know, like I, I treat the design process with that same amount of care. You know, I take into consideration everything a player would want and need. Cause you know, like how much longer are we going to reuse gear from other sports? How much longer are we going to be wearing? You know, I, mean, I don't know if you guys wear paintball masks, but how much longer do we want to wear paintball masks for? I mean, I want to make, I would want to wear a super dope airsoft mask. Right. You know,
1: like what's the next new design? Yeah, that's going to be mainstream. Oh, yeah. Ruin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, like
3: I said earlier, just five minutes ago, I intend this to be head to toe. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And everything's going to work with everything,
0: you know. And uh so you want a full layout, like a full Speaky full airsoft made, airsoft manufactured, buy us for us. Boo boo shit.
3: You no, know, in, in five years, I, I would. Want airsofters to be wearing, and it's not just our brand either. It's like, what if there were other airsoft brands for airsoft? Like, there has to be more of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and we're we're an example of like just a, a bunch of guys getting together and like wanting to make stuff, make stuff. We started with a sticker and a patch. Yeah, you know?
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then a t-shirt. The little,
2: lights, the little the little gels that you put over the uh, the flashlights too.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The filter stickers, you know, like that was yeah. so, you know, it's so, and it's. You know, to see other people do similar products, like, it's great, you know, because, like, like it's spawn and it, it, it means that we inspired someone to create something and take it to the next level, and that's that's great for that's for our side of the sport. You know, there needs to be – I would like to see that. Basically, what I'm saying is, like, let's – I mean, why? why? Why do we keep wearing stuff that's made for other other sports? It's crazy to me. Right. It needs to
2: be for us, by us. Shit, that's our – I think dead. it's because He's of aspect and like if if that's all people have had is backyard play and milson you know they gotta they gotta look like you fucking gi joe yeah. but i like i like the fact that you guys are making uh a, I mean, you're, you're making a statement by making products for the sheer you know because you want to have airsoft brands make you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. cool yeah so.
6: What is the uh, standard loadout, or do you guys have like a standardized loadout for your team when you go to events? Uh, what kind of events?
3: Ah, uh, competitive. Um, I think that ranges. I mean, because like sometimes you rock, I rock a play carrier. A play carrier sometimes, you know, and uh,
5: you know, honestly, depends on the player. Our team is very minimalistic. We still got a couple guys rock play carriers every now and then, but honestly, whatever works for you is what they use the best.
3: Like, even the chess rig thing, like, that's really, like, a new thing. You yeah. you really think about it, like, we, we, caught, we caught that wave at the perfect time, I think. Like, it was kind of weird and crazy, but it was all planned out, you know? Like, we we knew, like, mm-hmm. even in the fashion world, people were fucking rocking chess rigs since, like, two years ago, you know? Two, three years ago already, so that all kind of, it all made sense, you know? But going back to, yeah, it boils down to, like, everybody's preference. Like, sometimes I just rock a belt only,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Um mm-hmm. Well it's nice to have form and function. That's I mean, that's huge. Cause I'm always one of these guys, like I'll go to these big Milsom events and I roll with people and they're all wearing like cry everything. My bitch ass is wearing TMC. I'm not paying 300 dollars for pants. I will rip them shits. Fuck you. Well, that's I good. So and, I, I and, always have to tell Derek, because Derek's one of the guys that he he is, he, he likes all the cry, likes wear pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, he's a cry or die boy. Um forgive me for I have zinged is what I tell him all the time. Because <laughs> I buy Chinese knockoffs like they're going out of fucking style. And it's because the big you hate thing American is, companies, I do. I do. It's, it's, uh, they're, they're capitalist pig dogs. <laughs> but, I, uh, but the big thing for me is if it works and I'm happy with it and it's comfortable and I can do what I need to do, I'm going to wear the shit out of it. And I tend to run my stuff really fucking hard. And I'm you know, that's, sprinting, i diving. I notice a
6: lot with, uh, with like AMS style events is that you, it's pretty easy to tell who's a new guy and who's been going to these for a long time. Because generally, the guys who's been going to them for a while have a lot less shit on their kit than the new guy that normally has. It's a guy who's a little bit out of shape. He has a saw. He has a plate carrier. He has all the pouches, eighteen mag pouches, a, a real bandage, salt pack, huge. It's, he looks like a Tetris. Like yeah, just all the shit on it. Whereas Bruh, you if you, if you, you tones, expected an airsoft minimal, it's that kid. Yeah. Because I think I think the longer you play those kinds of events, the more you learn, the, the less you need. That really, you just need water and BBs. I remember
5: um, the, the and first one I went to, I overpacked, took extra clothes, extra food, everything. Like carrying this three day pack, and I, I didn't use half that shit for the entire event. I was so upset yeah. about it. And this the last West so I went to, I literally just took a backpack, a couple water bottles, some like snacks, and called it a day. Yep.
0: <laughs> Bro, everyone packs, like, underwear like they're going to shit their pants four times a day on yeah, the tired. entire event. At this point, I'm more worried about packing the cooler. <laughs>
6: oh, I could go pack that way. Kind of the, the cooler <laughs> is one heavy thing that is worth packing in.
2: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah I think the... Drag last drag. Thing, though, uh, Copperhead, we had the Arctic cat with the cooler in the back. So mm-hmm. we, we could almost call it a technical for beer run.
0: Well, that's <laughs> yep. literally what we were doing. Yeah. I don't think they did much else <laughs> than bring us beer the whole time. When we can get a hold of them. And the ladder. Although probably I, I will say filling up on beer in El Paso with Cass was my favorite thing. Watching him try to like find white claws and then randomly wanted to go to the toy section. And then. <laughs> He gave me jokes. The was ball after was that. there a toy section it, it in the
2: liquor store?
0: <laughs> no, nah, it was at Walmart. <laughs> and that's that's gotta be half the fun for you guys too when you go on these long trips, especially overseas, is just like having the camaraderie and like the team hanging out and you guys just fucking around and having a good time. Yeah, I mean
3: like the the playing it comes kind of automatically. Like I remember when I was in the Netherlands, I was so tired. But it was really just about like hanging out with all the European teams and the players and just uh you know, it was only me and Demo on that trip, but like that trip was more about like meeting all these new people and like you know still having to play and then do media and like all this shit. I'm sure like you know when you guys go on the bigger group trips, and I'm sure our upcoming trip next month, we're, we're going 11 people. It's gonna be yeah, pretty man, fucking man. wild. Uh oh man, it makes me.
5: I personally <laughs> you are stressing <laughs> out already. He's <It's> like <laughs> and just fucking with everyone while they sleep on the planes. Uh, Roy one time fell asleep and I put a uh, press phone in mouth.
1: <laughs> i watched that, that video It's quality oh, you
0: you were you, you were a very nice friend we do way worse things to each other when they fall asleep uh what speaking of your you're talking about your your vlogs and your uh your documentaries what kind of camera equipment are you guys using because we are all kind of completely in love with these dji osmo cams because oh, that recently came out ed. yeah and we are we all want one to buy to just make dumb shit and because, little intros. Because, and,
6: because Punk will just whip it out of his pocket and like film for 30 seconds and then show us on his iPod and it looks cinematic as bro,
0: fuck.
1: Bro, that walk like, video bro. of
0: us just like, so I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a video of us just like walking to the opening soundtrack from
1: Reservoir Dogs. It's on the website, and we're like holding, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're like holding the Natterday beers and we're just walking and we're gooning out. None of us know we're being fucking recorded because this camera is like this fucking big. And so the best part is Carl, who knows he's being recorded, it pans over to him and he's just cheesing his balls off. I'm dying. But Cass and I are just gooning out the entire time, like, drinking our beers, walking bullshit. And, and it came out so well, and you wouldn't believe it was shot on something so small.
4: Um, well, my take on that is we actually do a lot of stuff um, bare bones, meaning, like, we don't have crazy camera equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much you can do literally with just the iPhone camera. And a gimbal mm-hmm. and with GoPros. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of improvement for us that we have mm. in terms of getting professional equipment. But I guess what I'm saying is that you can do a really good job even with just basic things like that. Right? Like,
0: well, and that's, and that's the reason I'm so, in, we're so in love with this because it's like 350 bucks, and it comes with a 4K gimbal camera. Like it's all built into one unit. No, and it's,
1: was, yeah. And then somebody's just, just got a design to design a mount to, mount it to play carriers and chest rigs and shoulder mounts and head mounts and mark mark <laughs> you that's your it? job
2: yeah no i i uh the first like the the episodes of Punk Strunk airsoft review were all filmed on my phone and i have like a galaxy s6 so like anything after that you're gonna have a good a good product now the phone like i think it's cool to have like new what was it the new apple phones got like three cameras on the fucking thing like you don't even need to buy that shit anymore
4: yeah and yeah there's like
2: full movies that
4: are shot on iPhones. you know so it's like yeah, yeah it's crazy like that's definitely one barrier that's not really there anymore you know so anyone can create like really good cinema. yeah, yeah. um uh, DJ,
6: dji gimbal
4: though. yeah osmo gimbal. gimbal helps a lot you know t- you know and like the new oh, pro for sure.
1: pro, pro Eight just came yeah. out
6: uh, the, the new stabilization in the new GoPros is pretty I awesome. Know. I've gotten to play with that a little bit. It's yeah. crazy.
1: When you guys feel like gameplay footage, what do you guys usually rock? Is it all GoPro, like more newer generation GoPro stuff? or up. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... i think been using
2: GoPro Hero 3.
1: Well. Yo. Damn. So no so... Joke, I'm using
2: the, I got the Hero 3 Black. That's Ooh. what I got. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. That's what I use. <laughs> Like the new GoPros are super cool and super nice,
4: but the brand new 2003 <laughs> GoPro. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. We have so many issues. The seven overheats a lot. Um, didn't the
4: eight? Didn't the eight just get announced or
5: some crazy shit it too? Didn't come out today, dude, the eight oh, was wow. uh-huh.
4: dope as fuck. Well, I at the video.
6: I was like, I do agree though. Yeah, I, I never had a problem
4: with my old
3: ones. No, the 3, just I turn on, record, boom. My seven, the battery died.
6: <laughs> I I only rocked a GoPro at one AMS event. And I realized after the event that when I thought I was turning it off, I was actually turning it on. So the only footage I got was me walking back to spawn and reloading. Oh, and after that,
0: I'm like, nah. Which that's actually, that's what I want. I want somebody to like somebody who's actually big in YouTube to make an air like, I'm going to get a gameplay video in Milson West. And it's just like him, like loading his mags, taking a piss. Just disappointing the fuck just out of everybody. About his, yeah. Just yeah. pushing about his back hurting just because he turned it on at the wrong time every <laughs> single time. <laughs>
2: I need to I need to make a Milson West video that isn't like military heavy, but I wanna make it like
6: Eric, you, you should come to Uzbek. I was thinking in October. We're, we're,
0: we're all gonna be uh gooning NRA or not NRA, uh, IRA the NRA members, I'm brothers. The N R A brothers <laughs> We're all gonna be uh IRA guys at was it Grozny? Is that the one we're doing or is it that... Grozny. Ooh. Yes. When That's is that? Uh
6: March usually. No, not uh, Gron. No, not Gronsi. Um, Chech, the Chech.
0: Chechen, that's it. Chech
6: insurgency. If they have it. it next year, is usually in March at um, Camp what, Shelby. What Camp Shelby. Ooh, it's a it's I a fun game.
2: too.
0: Yeah.
6: Although you've announced it now, so everyone knows. Thanks, Fuck. Cole.
0: I'm real good at fucking shit up. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was a secret, but now it's not. Good thing what? no one
6: listens to this.
0: <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> oh well, we'll we'll have Warren on the podcast, and I'll get drunk and cut him off unceremoniously <laughs> all over again. So
3: <laughs> there is one more product, but uh, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. oh. this is what it is. Uh, actually there's actually there's actually three main products, not two.
2: Damn.
3: But we'll talk about two. So, not only is the backpack, it's going to be a pair of pants coming out. What? uh, Ooh. I like that. Again, it works with other systems within our our line. Uh, Everybody that's worn it, that's tested it, has said that this is the most comfortable pair of pants they've ever worn to play here. Are
6: they stretchy? Because...
3: I mean, if you're asking, that's probably what you want, and I'm trying to give people what they want. So, (laughs) it's, it's definitely built with comfort and durability in mind. Just think about the way that... You know, people play this spot, this side of the sport. Um, that's what it's built for. But not only that, I still, everything that you, everything is still intact from a, from a pair of tactile pants that you would expect, you know, that you could still rock outdoors. For sure. It's probably going to be a little bit more comfortable than what you're used to. And um, yeah, you guys just have to wait and see. And that's, we're not too far away from the drop. Uh, it's gonna,
1: I was going to ask what the timeline is. It was coming up gonna, pretty soon Black Friday. Black- Ooh, oh shit! Right. That is perfect
0: timing.
3: It's a very s- symbolic day for us, you know. All of our, uh, not only for the team because we, we wear black, you know, all black ass gang, mm-hmm. uh, Black Fridays, and uh, that's 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 kind of when we when we do our, our bigger drops, like our main products. Hell yeah, so, keeping that up. But um, yeah, there's actually more stuff on the way. Just that they're not, they're as they're they're still exciting, but those are very exciting right now. So, uh, but then we're developing like a lot of stuff in the background. Like, you know, basically we we're here, we're, I work on this full time now. Mm-hmm. Roy, you know, I wasn't doing, you know, a couple years ago, we we're just all doing this part-time and now that I can actually like really, you know, sit down and think about what this looks like. And, you know, Roy, Roy builds the, the, the roadmap for like the league and how, how, how us as a brand, that makes gear, but it's also a brand that has this platform yeah. for teams to compete, you know? And not only the teams, but, like, for players within those teams to, to, to shine, you know, to have a platform to, to express themselves and to, like, play mm-hmm. Airsoft the way that, you know, Roy and I wanted to play in the beginning, like ML wanted to play in the beginning, where we just want to do the way, play the way we wanted to play you know, and I think it's just going to take some time. It's going to take some education for, you know, for the rest of the world, whether it's other states within our own country, other mm-hmm. internationally. Like, I think they're all starting, they're
4: slowly starting to get it, you know? Like,
0: um,
4: I think people just like to compete. And I, think, I was, you know, sure. yeah.
0: was okay. going to say, it seems this is a weird, maybe a weird correlation, but I was going to say, I see like a kind of a direct connection between what you guys are doing and what you're kind of developing and like esports teams. Because when they first started out, like they were super small, and it was a kind of an odd niche section yeah. of the market, and not a lot of people knew about it, and they were doing stuff like you guys are doing, where teams got created, and those team members became managers and producers yeah. and media publishers, and then they just blew the fuck up. Yeah, and it kind of came out next, of nowhere.
3: Because I mean, it just you know, it just so happened that we're going to be at DreamHack next month. We're going to have a full blown, you know, in in, in Rotterdam.
4: Yeah. So. I don't know if you guys are familiar with DreamHack, but that's um, a bit more popular outside the U.S. Because um, mm-hmm. they do like events in like eight different countries, but they are just starting. There to is going to be one in Dallas in next
0: year, though. Well, oh no! They they have. Oh, no shit! Oh, they,
4: they just had one in Dallas in July. Oh, okay, I think it was their first one.
0: Oh ho ho ho! ho. So it's and just, uh, this is huge. It's
4: an esports festival, digital festival. They have mm-hmm. they did like they have like the biggest like local LAN parties there, <laughs> where they have actual competitions like they have a 100k Counter-Strike go competition at the Rotterdam one so um, with our you know our partners in Europe we're having our European championships at the Digital Festival like at Dreamhack we're building a uh, a 10,000 square foot speaky arena
0: at wow. the community. That's a I mean, good segue into that too like that's that is, so like cool. that is there, yeah. there's a lot Same of parallel between,
6: between the two yeah no,
4: for there. sure and like the, the top out of the top 10 most viewed games on YouTube um, in in regards to esports as well as just you know, mm-hmm. five out of the ten are shooters. Yo, you know, get like get some
0: of those CS kids to hop on the team and do like a pro am for them, like or whatever they call it in golfing, where you like you golf with a celebrity. Yeah, those. It's just like and esports and well, stick
1: them on your team. It's just like esports where you yeah you play with a like you have a pro and then you play with a celebrity. Like yeah, that would be super cool. Is like have an airsofter and a celebrity. That'd be quite interesting to see. Yeah, or have have like a team of the CS:GO guys play against you.
0: Yeah,
3: totally. It gets so murked.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it'd be it'd be
0: cool as hell to watch. Because these kids all think that like they actually know what the hell they're doing. You guys would just go and then just be like mob, and got then it's just
3: to, fucking over. We got a team that can beat him at CS too. This guy is like a <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> uh, But it'd be it'd be dope to see, and you guys could cross promote like that too. Like you guys could try to play them in CS:GO. In some ways, we with the modern with the beta. We kind of have been everybody
3: kind of has been in the community, it's kind of weird. Don't tell me you weren't playing the gunfight and thinking that you were playing on an airsoft
1: field. Oh, Bro, dude, oh, yeah, 100 yeah. for 2v2, sure. it was awesome. straight
6: up
3: referenced HSP or some shit. Mm. Um, I'm airsoft field, in my opinion. The way yeah, that it was from what I know that the way they make games, they definitely were looking at airsoft videos. 100%. I've been
0: saying for so long that if an airsoft field would take the original modern warfare maps, just take a grid of that map. Where the buildings are, well, put buildings. Where the roads are, put roads, and just make airsoft fields. Like a those are field new town the Made shipping
6: yeah. yard from the first modern. Yeah, monster. and yeah. and they're yeah.
0: insanely, they're insanely successful. But give me like wet work or some shit. Like, oh fuck, that'd be so Ooh. cool. What's yeah. that one I map mean, with the two houses? Fuck,
3: I can It's, it's Nuketown. New- yeah, it's Nuketown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Newtown. That's, Newtown. That's, that's a thing. thing. Yeah, well, paintball field yeah. has one too. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but that's the thing. This is the same parallel with esports e- with Airsoft 2, I think, you know, like esports wise, right? Like for, actually, like for shooter games, at least it was, you know, it, it first was really about the scenario campaign mode, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then multiplayer just started cracking, popping, right? So then, then with multiplayer, you form teams and clans, right? And then it starts mm-hmm. being like, hey, fuck the public game. Let's go team versus team. And that's the same shit that's happening in Airsoft in terms of, you know, events playing together, so it's a fun, hobby. And then they say, oh, let's play some scenario games or let's play some type of object- objective games or whatever. And instead of being just public games there, they're like, hey, how about we just go heads up team versus team? So, I mean, that's the same thing in Airsoft, you know, that we're seeing now. So um, gaming is a big part of it. I think that's our main, like, uh, uh, you know, one segment for us in terms of, you know, getting more Airsofters into or more people into Airsoft.
0: Well, it's easy to cross over for sure because these kids like they they want to do this stuff. Like, if it, it's just, I think a lot of people don't realize how far airsoft has come because everybody thinks it's little spring pistols you buy from Walmart. And they see you guys out there, and it's like you know they'll be they'll go and they'll watch the Counter Strike tournament or they'll watch whatever uh, shooter they're going to watch, and they come and they see you guys doing something like that on site. Yeah, that's nuts.
1: Well, a lot of people from the outside think airsoft's also incredibly nerdy, so that's that's a thing too. So.
6: It is. Yeah. yeah, No lies detected. Do you, do you guys think uh, competitive airsoft will ever be as big or as mainstream as competitive paintball?
4: I think it'll be bigger.
6: Um, I think so
1: too. Mm-hmm. I
4: think, I think so. there's just limitations um, with paintball, which are, it is not like its fault. It's just fact, meaning like, I don't know. Paintball to me is like, okay, if you're into board sports, right? like skateboarding, snowboarding, surfing. Paintball is more on the snowboarding side where you got to drive yeah. up the mountain, you got to pay for it's, rent. It's a dedicated place, yeah. You got to go, you know? It's more of a fucking event, you know? Where like skateboarding, you can do every day, you know? In your backyard. And that's airsoft. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: And surfing.
6: That makes, that's, a, that's an excellent
4: analogy. a
0: really awesome analogy. Yeah, that's spot yeah, on.
4: If you're surfing, you can just go on the beach I every mean, anytime you want. So it's more accessible. So I think like one thing about paintball is that all the markers look like markers, right? With mm-hmm. airsoft, you can have your own style and individuality and style, whether it's your team or whether it's your loadouts, whether it's your preferred weapon, you know, whether you're a shoddy guy, pistol guy, you know, M4 like, or whatever, like a lot of room there. I know?
3: was there during that time when paintball was at its height. I was competing during that time. like, And I think the society itself wasn't ready for realistic looking guns to be at the forefront, at the, you know, to be on a ESPN, to have an M4. That, looking yeah. For- it's
0: in a weird place now too, man. Yeah. And
3: that's why it led those guns to be designed in that way
0: mm-hmm.
3: in that it had to look more either futuristic or just away from guns as possible. But I think now the advantage that airsoft has that maybe didn't have before because of the climate of, of, you know, where society was, is that video games is so popular and it's kind mm-hmm. of, expected now. if you slap a, like a really candy colored paint job on an M4, it's kind of safe now, but a black one, you know, a black rifle might be a little bit more taboo. But like, even in competition shooting, you see guns that are brightly colored. So I think,
1: yep,
0: it definitely seems to be yeah. a marketing aspect of it as, for sure. As, as, um, I'm, for one, excited
1: about it. Same, yeah. I love
0: it. Yeah, I'm hyped. So, yeah, I, I agree, with Roy, and,
3: and I, I believe it could be bigger. I think, I think just, you know, I think
4: people are ready for it, you know.
0: So, are you guys going to come down to that if they do it in Dallas again next year? Or are you going to send anybody down to check it out?
4: For what? Dream Act?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, well, our goal is, you know, hopefully um, after this event, the, the, they're having their first Dream Act in Los Angeles uh, next year in February. Yeah. Yeah. Right uh, by and then by the Disneyland. So It'd be great. you know. We'll see how it goes in Rotterdam, in Netherlands. And then hopefully that can segue into having an activation here in LA where There's a really big or something. That'd be cool.
1: Well, I got. You guys have a massive community. I got two quick questions before we kind of wrap this thing up here for you guys. One, what is the SYG's next event or that they're going to? And then, what is the next like speed QB tournament that's being held? So. Uh,
3: So next month. Well, this This month. month, This month, yeah, yeah. uh, We're going to Netherlands from October 16th to the 21st. We're
4: actually, D- from twentieth. Yeah, so that's the that's the uh, European Championships at DreamHack in Rotterdam, which is like an hour from Amsterdam.
3: Nice.
4: And um, there's going to be 24 teams from about 10 different countries. Ten European, ten European yeah. countries, um, and us, the SYG guys, are, are going out there. Um, and they're so Friday. The, hey, the- you guys will be representing the USA out there. Um, yeah, we're, for sure. we're playing an exhibition though with them. Yeah.
0: Um, Where can we watch this? Or are they going to be streaming it at all?
4: Oh, so yeah. We'll stream it from the Speaky YouTube, and there'll be a lot of info, you know, to let you guys know before then. But so Friday is going to be like exhibition games. Saturday is actually the European tournament, which we actually might compete in, but not. But we'll we'll, we'll stop competing at like the final eight, just to like participate, but like, mm-hmm. like you know, after when it- the final eight, it'll be be awesome.
0: sure and send us that information because we'll spam Please. it on yeah, the little following we have. We'll, we'll spam the shit out of that. Yeah, because be I, cool. I want to watch it for sure. That'll be really cool. Yeah, dude.
4: And the Europe teams is pretty dope because it's uh, it's great to see people like literally it's teams from like different countries like you know
2: yeah. uh, Netherlands, Finland,
4: you know France, Germany, Spain, Germany. Germany, and they're repping their country. So like uh, you know that's the next major event. Um, we also have uh, our next speed QB event in LA. Uh, October twenty seventh, nice. um, that election too.
5: And a week after that's the main tournament,
4: and then and then a week or two after that, November third is the yes. is is the national championships. Uh, you know, I want to call it global championships because we're gonna have the winners um, from the European Championship fly out to the U.S. Uh, oh, wow. for the LA finals, which is um, and then all the qualified teams from the U.S. regionals are gonna be. You know, um, we we have a few teams flying out from different regions too, so. Um, that should be pretty dope so
1: the two Very main cool. US tournaments you said were what dates again I just wanted to just so people hear it so, so Dream Act is October 18,
4: 19, 20 mm-hmm. um, the next Speed QB event at Project N1 in LA is October 27 cool and the uh, Global Championships at N1 in LA is on November 3rd so a lot of coming up yeah
1: cool guys well we really appreciate you guys coming on like uh mm-hmm. thanks I mean you guys uh it's fun to hang out. It's like, I like, I want to talk to you guys a little bit more after the show too, if that's cool. But yeah, For sure. Yeah, yeah where?
0: Uh, before we do that, where where can people find your stuff? Where can people buy any products you guys make? Uh, go ahead and plug your shit. So right
3: yeah, speak, you know, speakyb on Instagram at Airsoft. at speakyb, um personal handles at syg so at syg dot- and i'm syg.sapo.45 dot dot and you can find all of our uh other members basically that way syg. Dot, you know whatever the name is demo.25 yeah um yeah and uh our if you do have any european uh viewers um
1: yeah eu. that's really cool so cool guys Thanks. well uh, Eric, do you want to kind of wrap us out with the, our famous outro?
0: Let's say, punk baby, you want to see us out of this?
2: Another serious airsoft podcast is based around a terrible idea that people actually want to listen to grown men talk about their toy guns and their adventures using them. And <laughs> with the lack of follow-through airsoft has exuded. It's a fucking miracle. We made it to episode 16. If you like what you heard, great. Let us know about it. And if you okay. don't, that shit to yourself because we don't do constructive (laughs) criticism. (laughs) Don't don't let the admin see you drinking, and we'll see you next time on episode 17.
6: Adios. Later, guys. Later, guys.